Yo, what's up out there? This is Japan Nick, and starting off the show, it is April 26th, 10 p.m., and we have in studio Nuclear Hatred. Yo, yo. yo. Dudes, tell me, how has the year been, 2016 to now, for Nuclear Hatred? Kind of dormant. Yeah. I mean, after uh, after we released the uh, the album, and then, uh, and then the whole thing happened with the Zamboni stuff, um... We had to change the name. We still did a couple of gigs. We did the Thrash Bash Barbecue, which ended on a very high note. And um, then, uh, then we kind of, then we kind of just didn't do a whole lot for a little while. Uh, I got a job that I hated. Um, and then we had a, uh, we had another gig at Municipal Stace, which I think was the last, uh, the last or the first or the second to last gig uh, before the Belfry got uh, shut down. And I think it was the last. Yeah, it might have been. And then we. Uh, then, well, we ended. I quit my job or fired from my job or left my job or whatever you want to say. We didn't like each other, and uh, we both knew that. So that happened, and then um, then we kind of just didn't – we weren't really able to do a whole lot because of the snow. Um, but in between that, we had been writing a bunch of songs for the second album, which is uh, going to be very angry, and we were thinking about what we're going to do next, uh, which, well – now we, uh, I don't know, could we tell him now or like should we wait until you just, you know, ask the question? Let's wait. All right, we'll wait until you ask the question. But that's kind of what we've been doing is just, well, not a whole lot, but like individually, I think we've been doing a lot of writing and we've just kind of been like piggybacking ideas off of each other. That's awesome. Um, can you tell me about some of the lyrical content of your favorite song? That's in the Raptors right now. Oh, there's a lot. Um, well, we pretty much have lyrics for everything written. Like we usually write the lyrics first, and then the music comes later. Yeah. But the music is usually in our head as we're writing it, and then we just kind of put it together. Um. But I mean, I um I like one that we're uh, the ones that I like that we're working on are pretty much the uh, the revenge portion where it's all just. Yeah pretty much our anger on the uh, Frank J. Zamboni Corporation just being like unleashed on them uh, yep. like the one like one that we're working on uh, called uh, cease and resist uh, I like a lot and another one that um, another one that uh, we haven't co- we haven't started working on but there's lyrics for it's uh, called lawyer destroyer and I really like that one a lot Wow yeah. I agree. I I think the the ones that we're like uh, doing that are like against the uh, in response to the the lawsuit is uh, they're my favorite so far. Even me, Mister Z. Like if we yeah. put like a if we put like a funky drummer on that, it could be like a legit like <laughs> it could be like a, a legit gangster rap diss track. Yeah. You could also maybe go a maybe different way and try to do like a suicidal tendencies type uh, feel to it as well. Maybe I, I think that we're I think that we're going into a heavier direction because for this album we're starting to I, now I know like that's like really cliche for a band to say yeah we're all getting heavier in our like next album but um, yeah, and it's gonna be more brutal right well of course but uh, we're what we're doing uh, we're 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 starting to tune lower um, we're uh, we're tuning the D now well the songs are getting um, the songs are getting a little bit more of a of, of a demolition hammer kind of vibe but not you know I mean obviously not as heavy 
because nothing is heavier than that band. But there's some. It, it's definitely it's definitely getting into more of a, like a groove direction. We're slowing down a little bit, not going maybe, straight up for those. Uh, maybe think uh, necro downbeat tempos. Yeah, yeah, I think necro shine would be a good example of that. Now it just with the uh, Frank J Zamboni Corporation convincing you to change your name. How do you look back on that memory? Well, it was the worst timing possible. I mean, I yeah. honestly, it, it probably would have happened eventually no matter what, but I wish that they had done it like a, year, like a year earlier yeah. so that that way it wouldn't have mattered because at the time we had... We had, we had already we, put out the album and had already done a PR campaign and under Zamboni, so it was... Really, it was like the worst timing well, possible. Plus, we had it was review, a, it was we a had week got, after the album. Plus, we had gotten out. reviews and been right. on a compilation for um, for Zero Tolerance magazine. Yeah, I think is, that was the worst thing is that we were in Zero Tolerance. We got reviewed and we're on a compilation for Zero Tolerance mag. And we're right in between Vector and um, Discharge. Uh, right? di- yeah, Discharge. And in the now, perfect spot. Exactly. And, and now, now nobody can find us. Exactly. Did they put you? On the uh, next comp? No, no. no. They, were go- they were going to write a piece that um, that was just like not really a retraction, but I think there was I think like there a, was a, a correction that we were ch- had changed our name. And right, but that never ended up happening. No, never and, materialized. Yeah, whoever like the, whoever it was that we were talking to, she I, I don't know. She kind of like just fell off the grid. Do you think? Frank Sam, no, the Frank J Zamboni Corporation. No, I don't think that they went that far. <laughs> Had her bumped I, off. I think they were happy enough with us just changing everything. They probably didn't even really know we changed our name. They just saw that we aren't doing anything under Zamboni anymore and just figured the problem went away. You know, probably. Well, I doubt they had someone monitoring the situation to I'd make sure. Very, you know. very unlikely. I'm sure the legal department is just flooded with just things like that on like the slow right. days of the week. Of just somebody who just sends random cease and desist letters. Probably it's cease honestly, and resist. it's probably like one of those. Uh, it, it's probably just like one of those uh, those drinking birds on a keyboard that just hits enter. That's good. Well, why don't we uh, tune in for um, some of the music now? How would you like to start off with a track from Mangled Corpse and then go into World War Z, some Chronosphere, Harlequin. Uh, Excruciator and Rabbit Flesh Eaters. Nice. Well, considering that it sounds pretty laid out, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. This has been decided for us. <laughs> here we go. Tune in. You're listening to WMSC 90.3.
Okay, and we just heard Le Lambda de Lucifer by Mangled Corpse from the Summoning of Satan album, World War Z by uh, Nuclear Hatred, Alucard by Chronosphere, Masochistic Salvation by Harlequin, Champion Eternal by Excruciator. Remember, people, check out my interview with Excruciator. Um, that's on SoundCloud.com slash Japan-Nick. And also, Morbid or Rabbit Flesh Eaters with Morbid Beast. And also check that interview out as well. Now, um, dudes, I feel like um, the hottest thing out there is black metal right now. It's got the notoriety. People protest the concerts now. It's a real hot topic of interest. There's a worldwide following that's growing. But um, let's be honest. Like We're seeing things like bands or like people are like protesting the concerts and sometimes honestly almost threatening to assault some of the people that attend these shows i mean like do you feel like nowadays these um this thing is kind of like anti-fa is like the spiritual successors to the pmrc movement in a way but more uh, but like more radical yeah I wouldn't say they're and not in like the good radical California way. No, I mean, they're more like more like um, the bad like radical extremist blah blah blah. Uh, they're I wouldn't say they're the PMRC because they have literally no political power at all. Like no one cares about them, mm. and honestly, now they're like they're pissing off more people than they're actually getting to join their cause because, again, now they're attacking. Uh, you know, they started off by shutting down National Socialist black metal bands, which is fine, whatever. That's like, that's their mission statement. They're anti-fascist, right? But now they're like going after just like random, like just black metal bands that have nothing to do with National Socialism or fascism, like Mayhem. And it's like, at this point, they're like, they're like, you know, they're basically like, you know, throwing their crap around to everyone and seeing where it sticks to and... You know, now they're now people are like, hey, I don't like that, and so I, I it's really to the point, and you you know, they're gonna they're losing all whatever support they have, which is kind of a good thing because anti I've already always said anti fa are just like fascists, but their own form of fascism that they agree with, not you know, right. So uh, you know, it's 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 they're, they're turning more like first okay they had they had a cause the cause was we don't like fascism in this type of music. Okay, fair enough, because there are some subsets of black metal where that does that, which is the exactly. NSBM stuff. Okay, like you don't like it? Cool. But, you know, the easiest way to protest that is just don't listen to it, because there's always going to be people that listen to it no matter what. Exactly. And now you've got more people who are more curious in it because you've brought it to their attention. So now, if anything, the, you're helping the scene that you don't like. Exactly. And it, and it's not even just the the music scenes. Like, like the whole thing with Richard Spencer, like... You know, obviously, like, Richard Spencer, if, if before, before even, like, this whole thing with, like, Antifa and stuff like that even existed, I have no idea who Richard Spencer was, mm -hmm. but, you know, by, by attacking him and basically making him into a martyr, they're basically bringing him into the national attention. That's going to do nothing but bolster his ranks, you know? Like, I don't agree with Richard Spencer, but... I'm not going to go out and friggin' find him and punch him in the face because, again, that's making him a martyr. You're, like, basically putting him on a pedestal because you're telling him, oh, he's a threat, so let's fight him. And also giving the person, like, an insane amount of publicity. Exactly. Right. And it's just, like, the whole punch people in the face thing. It's just, like, 
that goes around to the entire world because it's like a viral thing. Exactly. Well, right. And the issue is also, you know, the blowback from that because now not only do you have people who now know who this person is, but if they like him or if they like what he's about, they're going to come after that they're going to come yeah. after Antifa groups and everything everyone, like that. Everyone's saying, like, oh, Donald so Trump being elected. the retaliation is just going to make it worse. Donald Trump being elected is what bolstered all these alt-right and, and, and white nationalist movements. And the fact is, that's not true at all. They were already it's the fact there. that it's the the alt-left, the communists yeah. and Antifa and stuff that, are, that have been pushing and punishing this whole time. Um, Keep going. They... It wasn't at all the election of Donald Trump that bolstered these people. It's the fact that they that you have Antifa and these communists literally attacking people mm-hmm. or fighting people and stuff. So it, the the pendulum is now swinging the other way. You know, everyone likes to say like, "Oh, well, if you don't want terrorists, then don't bomb countries." Well, if you don't want friggin' fascists running the streets, then don't start going to friggin' uh, uh, right wing and not even necessarily alt-right or, or white nationalists, just the, the, the right wing in general they're attacking, you know, Republicans, libertarians, mm-hmm. right. uh, uh, anarcho-capitalists right. and stuff so like now that. If so, you, now, so now if you don't have the same ideas as them, now you're all of a sudden yeah. lumped into one do you know, category, do you know how many which people that is were, a mess. were libertarians b- during Obama's presidency and before that and now are starting to lean towards the alt-right because the alt-right is the only way they see to defend themselves against being violently attacked by masked people who are cowards that that wear masks and only attack people in groups because they could never fight in a one-on-one fight. Right, like mm. there was something at the um, at, at the Milo protest where the girl was simply wearing a red hat. It was not a Make America Great Again hat. It wasn't anything related to politics. Exactly. It was a simple red hat, and someone sp- maced her. Yeah, yeah. I, they they use mace against innocent people. I mean, again. Like, like she had yeah, nothing to there, do with there it. Is she a, was just a student there. There and is they maced her a certain she had a cadre hat. of Trump supporters that are alt right or or white nationalists, but the majority of Trump supporters were not racists or bigots or any way. They're people who are tired that for that were tired of for eight years being called racists and bigots for 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 for, for what? Because they're not voting. For not of voting, that candidate. not even that. A lot of them did vote for Obama, and they felt that they got screwed. Exactly, and and the, the, so they went the other way. It's like this with every single. It's really, it, it's really like this with every. It's controlled opposition that, because, like you know, they think, oh, well, if I go with this guy and fight, in reality, they're all the same. All yeah. politicians are the same. They don't care about you or anybody. No, so it doesn't matter whole, if it's a Democrat or Republican. Their office. whole interest has been making money. Their whole life, all they yeah. did was make absorbent amounts of money. Do you exactly. really think that? It, do you really think they care what the common man needs? No, because that what, never that the, will never the only, affect them the only until col- they get into office. The only color that so, matters. Still have the money. only color that matters in this country is green. Yep. And that's that's a fact, and not for yeah. the uh, not for an independent party, rather. No, not at all. On that note, why don't we listen to just some new black metal that's coming around? And they're actually playing at the Kung Fu Necktie tomorrow night in cool. Philadelphia. This is Isonordal and their song "Piers at Nightfall." Here we go. Dig it.
Okay, and we're back. And that was a double shot of some really amazing new black metal. We had Isonordal with Piers at Nightfall from Shores of Morning, and Noctum with Whispers of the Ancient Gods. Now, thinking about uh, things, I remember reading an old interview with Don Kay and recall him speaking about heavy metal in mainstream publications like, say, Rolling Stone, where he mentioned Slipknot being covered as if they acknowledge something when it's too big to ignore, but also in a way that it's like it's beneath them. Do you think that's the case with them doing interviews with, say, Norway's Mayhem? That's a tough one. I feel like it's just Rolling Stone being Rolling Stone, where yeah. they have to like hit on it because of the whole like Antifa thing breaking out. Like, I feel like it was more of what you did say earlier, of where it's just something too big to ignore. Because, I mean, Mayhem's been around for like 30 years now or something like that. Yeah, but like, why now? Because of probably because of the Antifa. Because oh well, this is a hot button issue, so I guess we should cover it. Hey, yeah. here's the biggest black metal band. Let's go get them. That's, that's pretty much exactly that's, what that's, their mentality was. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like you know, being somebody, being like a journalist, uh, and and you know, just like being in newsrooms and like how people pitch articles and things like that. That's pretty much how they happen. Okay, what's the hot topic today? All right. We're gonna. It's this. Okay. Well, we're gonna do something relevant to that. And you know, how do we thinking, do something different? This is how. Let's get a band from that scene that's being trashed. Hey, they're also the biggest one too. That's right, because we're Rolling Stone, so we can get the biggest name. So let's get the biggest black metal band going. All right, let's go. The really stupid thing is too is that, I mean, black metal is not like the National Socialist aspect of black metal is like such a, a small percentage of black metal bands. And, and, and it's for the most part, you would find that as well. So exactly. you stay away from that subgenre but, and, if you and, don't want to listen to that subgenre. And you would also find that most of black metal are pretty like, I mean, most people that play black metal or go to black metal shows would be pretty much in agreement with being like, you know, equality and like and and being inclusive to other people. So really, Antifa are like just shooting themselves in the foot because now they're making themselves look bad by attacking people that literally have nothing to do with anything. They just like the music and they're going and again, right. like and I said, they don't even like the, the, the national the, socialist. And they don't even like the type black the, the, metal. the genre of that the subgenre that they're targeting. So it's like The it National makes, Socialist Black Metal is such a small cadre of that. Like it's just a, it's really stupid. They are really dumb. Right. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they went if they went after Witchhaven because they're black thrash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like the black metal thing though. I mean, it's it's populated in places like South America and Actually, East I was Asia just say that. and you things would, like that, and most, it's just like most of the uh, most of the NSBM stuff is it's not even in America. No, <laughs> that's what I was gonna and mention. Well, what what uh, Brazil those, is where one of those shows got shut down by Antifa. I mean, I like, uh, but it wasn't even like again. There was like I think there was like one NSBM band on it, and then so, the rest were just regular like black metal bands. They had nothing to do with like national socialism or yeah, fascism. Yeah, if it was like a full lineup, then okay, yeah, you got an argument there. But if it's just one band, then you know. If you really want to like protest that show, you just kind of protest that one band then, and yeah. to see you know and try to. Get it's, them but it's off not the like bill, they're protesting like... the show. They're not standing outside and picketing and say, "Oh, this is bad." They're going and they're starting a riot and and throwing Molotov cocktails and getting the show shut and down. Tear right? and tear gas grenades and tear gas and 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 pepper spraying innocent people. And then when there's no club to play, and there's no then when there's no clubs to play or nobody wants to open up a new club because they're afraid of this, and then then they're gonna wonder why. Yeah. 
and then like everybody who's gonna ha- who's gonna want to play music in these areas is gonna suffer because they won't have a they yeah because all to you do have it. is the backyard shows in every right. single venue, including even the DIY spots. I mean, think about like the community centers and things like that. They're not gonna open their no, doors. No, now they won't. With the risk well, of I mean, being no, sued, I mean, even backyard shows aren't even okay. I mean, I I, I was doing a show. I wouldn't want friggin' Antifa to come to my house yeah. and burn my house down because yeah. I had a black metal band, not even a friggin' National Socialist one, just a black metal band. They would, you know, and it's like you know, and and that's the I think the, uh, it's even more of a threat to like little venues because. Little venues, like, I mean, Municipal Stace is the perfect example. Like, the Belfry got shut down, um, and, like, it was because, like, someone broke the rules of the Belfry, and it's, like, and that's, like, a small little incident in that place got shut down. Like, if, if it was, like, a huge, like, thing, then, like, theoretically, like, like you know, there could be, like more, like, more of a backlash than even just, like, the place getting shut down. You know, there could be, like you know, liability issues, you know, where, like, if someone gets hurt at the person's property, well, then all of a sudden that's a lawsuit and that person gets screwed. Yep. And it's not like it's not like a regular venue that has insurance against that, you know? A person who's, like, doing a show in their basement, they don't have insurance against someone, some idiot getting hurt and then, like, you know, getting sued. And then, and, and again, that just puts a black mark on it and then it discourages other people of starting their own venues or, or, or doing you know, basement yeah. or backyard shows. Right. You'll you'll end up finding a lot more like hip hop clubs and things like that. You know, not that there's anything bad about like hip hop clubs or anything, but you're not gonna have like if you want to play metal, you want to hear metal, you're not gonna be able to do that now. Yeah. yeah. Just because you know, but just I because get, a group get, of people just you know went off on a show because of one band. I mean, it's but it's even affecting music in general because like there's like certain venues now that are afraid to have hip-hop shows because, you know, like, because of the gang element that happens yeah. with underground hip-hop and, like, you know, there's shootings or stabbings are going on and stuff, and all of a sudden, like, oh, we're not going to have hip-hop. Or so even like, just... All of a sudden, like, now, like, all music is being affected by these stupid political issues and, and, right. and political correctness. It's not even just one aspect. It's not just metal or just punk. It's I now, mean, like... it's hitting everything. Hit, it's every, all, the whole underground... Music scene is under threat because yeah. people, well, you know, can't we play nice. Then we don't have music anymore, you know. Well, I mean, I just like call? to say, like, years ago, I remember a great club. I think it was around the Old Bridge or Sayreville area called Club Chrome. And there was a, a shooting that happened around that area, and the club got shut down right. pretty much immediately. Well, and it's just understandable. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's just like people really need to take into consideration. Be careful around the things that they have in their areas because things like that can disappear very quickly exactly. and they're not going to come back again. Yeah. Like we... Unfortunately, it's a small amount of people that are that ruin yeah. it for the, I mean, all it takes is one, one tragedy or one well, act of violence or, or whatever. Even it could be just some stupid protest where no one got hurt or somebody said, you know what, I'm going to do something to make these people look bad mm-hmm. and it's not going to be like... Oh, you know, because we we found out about this, it's cool. It's like the end result is still that. It's right. like you push a glass thing off a shelf; it's gonna break, and you can't bring it back. Well, right. It's like what happened to the old to uh, to the original Lamore after it became the Third Rail Club uh, around two thousand and one. This uh, this was like this was some stupid epidemic of just idiocy when um, when when the um, when the current one, uh, when, um, when like the 2010 version of hardcore showed up, uh, 2010, 2001, like two, yeah, more like the 2001 new metalish version of hardcore showed up. Deathcore. No, it was way before that. Um, 
that when, when that showed up, you had all these like aggro bro guys just like showing up to these small local yeah. shows with brass knuckles just yeah. to go in the pit and beat the crap out of some random person just because they needed to get their like frustrations out in the worst way. And it was all anonymous because it's a dark room, so you can't tell what's going on right. until there's a kid lying on the floor with blood coming out of his head. I remember head. when I was in high school, there and was that like... got shut down because of that. And the kid who got hurt was trying to he was trying to get it reopened, and they tried doing yeah. that, but it but like nobody wanted to do it anymore. But like I think they only got like three shows before they just said we can't do this because we don't want to run the risk. Yeah. On that note, though, um, let me uh, get ready for the next hour. Here we go. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's the American Dream, Dr. Rose, here to, tell, to read you the news. Mm. Yeah. Today, we're talking about the Trump plan that would sock New Jersey by killing property tax deduction by Jonathan D. Salant. Mm. Washington, a tax cut plan proposed by President Donald Trump's administration Wednesday would eliminate the federal deduction for state and local taxes, a blow to New Jersey residents who pay the highest property taxes in the nation. Trump's chief economic advisor, Garrett Cohn, said that the deductions for charitable contributions and mortgage interest will be the only ones retained for individual taxpayers. New Jersey residents pay the highest effective tax rates at 2.31%, according to the ATTOM data solution study published by the RealtyTrack.com. The value of the deduction would fall as well as Trump's administration said it would increase the standard deduction for married couples to 24000 from the current 12700 meaning fewer taxpayers would have to itemize. The state and local tax deduction is estimated to the cost of the U.S. Treasury and an estimated $63.3 billion in 2018. Wow, that's a whopper of a number. Mm. The ninth largest tax expenditure. According to the Tax Policy Center, a Washington-based research organization jointly operated by the Urban Institute and Bookings Institution, eliminating the deduction would increase the average annual tax bill for a New Jersey resident by more than 3500 according to the Tax Policy Center. Hmm? And now, the weather. Oh, yeah, here in Montclair, New Jersey. It's Wednesday at 10 p.m. It's a cloudy night, yeah. Cloudier than a cloudy storm, yeah. 59 degrees Fahrenheit with zero precipitation, 93% humidity. So it's going to get hot. Yeah. Mm. Tomorrow, it looks like we've got some cloudier skies as well. 66 degrees in the A, in the A, and during the day, 56 at night. P.M. Friday, it's going to be a little bit sunny with 82 degrees and then 59 at night. So you may want to put a jacket on. Yeah. Saturday, it's going to be a roughly the same, 83-55. Sunday, 64-52. Monday, 76-61, 68-49 on Tuesday. And 69-51 on Tuesday. 69, yeah! Slap into a Slim Jim! It's about to break me to the boiling point! <laughs>